0: Hey there and
1: welcome back to this episode. I'm your host Jen Duplessis. I'm so excited today because I have Cindy Van Arman, And Arnhem. She See, I knew I'd screwed up. Cindy Van Arnum and she uh I just met her at a great women's organization or women's event in um, Las Vegas called uh Pop and now so funny, yeah. Pop now. I don't know if it's supposed to be the same or whatever, which is <laughs> i know it's pretty funny uh the network of outstanding women and power of pink right those are the two things and um, she has received an award which she has right behind her wait look wait there's mine there's mine way 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 back there there's yours <laughs> uh, i received a mentor of the year what did you receive and that was wasn't this year but last
2: year a couple of years. Ago. Rising Star 2021, actually. Rising, there you Star. Go.
1: Rising Star 2021. So I love that. And um, so we met each other there and we both had the opportunity to speak. So we both went after each other and said, hey, be on my podcast. So um, we'll make sure that we have the link to the podcast that I was a guest on hers, as well as, um, you know, all the links that we'll have here. But Cindy, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here.
2: Thank you. I'm honored. And I'm really excited to have our conversation today.
1: Good. I am too. Okay. So let me do just a
2: brief bio. We'll have her full bio sitting here.
1: Um, Cindy doesn't play by the rules. She rewrites them with a fearless spirit and determination to shatter the status quo. She leads the charge in helping intuitives get paid for their gifts. She doesn't see problems, only opportunities. And with a knack for turning chaos into clarity, she is the go-to expert in simplifying the online space for sustainable revenue, right? And one of the things that, and then you can read her her bio, and I want to say thank you first for uh, being here today and watching um, and or listening to our show because I know everybody's really busy. So it's an honor to have you as um, a listener and I appreciate that so much. And um, moving into a little bit about Cindy. um, So you were previously a virtual assistant, and now you are a social media guru. Um, And I know that there's some kind of marrying going on, because when I was on your podcast, we were laughing about, yeah, the whole world about being a virtual assistant. So uh, tell Mm us, yeah, tell us a little bit about that aspect of it. And then we'll go back further here in a moment, but tell us a little bit about your um your life as a virtual assistant, why you became that. And then, you know, how you've transformed and how you're maybe you're helping other virtual assistants. I don't know. But let's find out what <laughs> yeah, what, what you're doing now. Maybe they're calling you too, because they're going, oh, I can't do it either. So tell us a little <laughs>
2: bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I discovered very quickly that I wasn't capable of working for someone else. And so I had to start my own business. And what do you do when you start a business? You go with what you're good at. And I've always been really good with technology. It doesn't scare me. I'm willing to click buttons and find out what happens. And so um, I learned how to build websites and how to do all the techie stuff that a lot of entrepreneurs don't love. And so it just made sense for me to go out and promote myself as a virtual assistant. Uh, But I very quickly discovered how much I did not like doing it. (laughs) Uh, Just because I'm good at it doesn't mean that I should be doing it. And I think that speaks to everybody. So I, I ended up going on a spiritual journey. I learned all about universal laws. I became a numerologist. And then I got confused because I had this business about technology But I had all this spiritual awareness and I couldn't figure out how to fit the two together Mm. until about a year and a half ago, where all of a sudden the light bulb went on, the sky opened, angels sang, I don't know. (laughs) But I all of a sudden saw the clarity of how I could bridge the gap. And so I don't work with virtual assistants, maybe, but mostly who I work with is people who are the intuitives, those who have these spiritual gifts terrified of technology, don't really want the quote unquote business. And I help them create the structure and the mastery required to be an entrepreneur in the online space so they can get paid for their gifts. And I bring all of those pieces to play in the game, the technology, but also the numerology and the the laws and all those other pieces.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, I was laughing. I was kind of laughing inside when you said, um, you know, so intuitive. And I feel like I'm an intuitive anyway. But and I'm actually known as a as the intuitive connector because I can connect. Yeah. So intuitively, but but I'm not an intuitive in that sense, but, um, but you were saying intuitives that don't like tech. And I'm like, well, every business person doesn't <laughs> like tech because <laughs> I mean, normally what we like, unless we're a tech business, right? We like to do what we like to do and can't stand tech. And I mean, here's an example I'll ask you afterward, but Zoom all of a sudden records every single time that I come on and I've turned the buttons off. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've said, don't do this. And all of a sudden it's doing it. So I know I have two recordings for every Zoom and one of them is just stupid. I I get on, I hit the button and I go, don't record. And then I got to re record again, you know, and these kinds of tech things drive me nuts, even though I feel like I'm pretty techie, right? Yeah. Uh, But it's taken hours of my time, a little here, a little there. Let me check it again. Maybe it whatever. And it just it's stupid. It takes too much hours. So um, (laughs) just the way it is. Okay. so now I know what you're doing. We're doing this. Let's step back a little bit further, a lot further. Mm -hmm. And and let's talk a little bit about your um, your path here, you know, on, you know, breaking through glass ceilings and what that looked like for you in your life, because I know you've had um, a little bit of a tumultuous path. <laughs>
2: That's one way of putting it. Yes. And I
1: love and I love that you're so happy about everything, too. So there's got to be something that you've been able to uncover and break through, you know, that you can share with us.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I had a really happy childhood until I was 16 years old. And my dad died suddenly. And right Probably about less than 24 hours before he died, uh, him and I got into a really big fight. And I remember just kind of slamming my bedroom door and sitting down on my bed, just angry and saying, I just wish you would die. Mm. And 24 hours later, he was dead.
1: Oh my God. So that
2: created a plethora of beliefs in my brain about how I how the universe was against me, God hated me, God wanted this to happen, and I just started, you name the bad decision, I made it, Um, and so I quickly fell in with the wrong crowd, I just didn't believe that there was any point here anymore, and I wasn't actively trying to kill myself, but I definitely didn't care. And so very quickly fell into cocaine abuse. Um, I was, you know, the audience probably doesn't know how much this is, but it was a lot. I was doing an eight ball a day for three years straight. That is a lot. And I was at the point where I wasn't sleeping for over a week at a time. Um, I wasn't eating anymore because cocaine makes you not makes you lose your appetite appetite. So I dropped probably 50 pounds. At the same time, I had reconstructive jaw surgery because I was born with a really bad underbite and I felt really self-conscious about it. And so my mom agreed to have this surgery, but I had to wait until I was in my 20s and fully developed. Right. So I had had this jaw surgery while actively doing cocaine all the time. Uh, So I lost even more weight because I was wired shut for five weeks and couldn't eat at all. But there was a small... Right. Yeah. So I went through all of this and then, you know, I, as you've read in my bio, I'm a rule breaker. I don't play by the rules. I'm always pushing the status quo. And one day, I mean, throughout all of it, my mom just kept saying, I love you, but I don't love your actions. Mm -hmm. And it was that love that carried me through. And one day it just clicked. Oh, there is love on this planet. And so instead of going to formal treatment, I made a decision to move to a country that had the death penalty if you do drugs.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> and that's
2: gosh. where I did my rehab. <laughs> what what country is that? I moved to Jakarta, Indonesia. I lived in Indonesia for a wow. year and wow. then after that I moved to Dubai for another year after that as well.
1: Wow. Wow. Does Dubai have that same rule? I have no It's idea.
2: very strict punishment there. Yeah. You wouldn't wow. get begin-
1: Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, that's one way to do it. I mean, there's, there's getting on the wagon and falling off the wagon and then there's, whoa, getting, you know, getting on this (laughs) chopping block basically is what you were, you know, prepared to do. Wow. Wow. So, so, you know, as you were going, as you were going through all of that, you know, one of the, and, and it sounds like you just didn't care, you know, in, in, gosh, it even sounds like the day that you started to care, you were just through the, this glass ceiling, you didn't have, You didn't have these situations where you're, you know, trying and failing and trying and failing. You just kind of went cold turkey or did you? And if you did tell us a little bit about how that felt, you know, how, how Mm -hmm. awful that was going through that, that charred glass. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say that I ever fully went back into that three years. That three years was definitely like my breaking point. Um, But there was some shards of glass along the way, for sure. I came back from overseas and ended up getting a DUI. Um, I could never hold a job for more than a year. I would just get bored or always think I could do it better than the boss. And so we would end up fighting and I just couldn't find my path. And was drinking too much and dating the wrong boys and abusive relationships mm-hmm. so there was definitely a lot of those shards of glass as I was cleaning up my mess but um yeah I think that was really the point of just like I was done I was never going back to that situation again but walking through the DUI having my mom drive me around it in my in my late 20s that wasn't very fun and having abusive relationships. I mean, you name the type of abuse, it's been, it's happened in my world. So, wow.
1: Well, do you think that, you know, at that time you were attracting it and, you know, I know you're engaged now. Do you feel that, that did you feel at some point in time that you were attracting all of that abuse or, Mm -hmm. um, and, and how do you feel now? I mean, when you, when you met your fiance and you said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I, how do I want to phrase this? Like when you met your boyfriend, you think, here we go again, another abusive relationship. Um, yeah. and then how did you discover that? Hey, maybe it was you that attracted the right person, not that he was the right guy that didn't abuse you. you know, do you understand what my question yeah. is? I'm,
0: I'm yeah, trying to I do. Out,
1: yeah. Cause I have, a, I have another girlfriend that um, she's been raped three times. And she mm-hmm. said, you know, I, I just, I attract it. Cause I'm thinking, my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. so how, how did that and- break- happen for you?
2: Yeah, we don't consciously attract it. It's not like I'm going out trying to find it. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I mean, I think when it was all going down back then, I didn't have any idea of how the universe worked. I was very much—I'd never gone on a spiritual journey. I didn't understand how the universe worked, and so I just thought what I saw in front of me was just what it is. And then I went, I met a spiritual mentor, and funny enough, spiritual mentor also presented abuse and narcissistic behavior um <laughs> I know someone else.
1: Right? Was the same thing. It. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was attracting it because I needed to learn that I was attracting it. Mm-hmm. And then I could change my internal landscape to reflect what I wanted to see. And funny, when I met my now fiance, I was in no, I, I don't want a relationship. I don't want a boyfriend. We're just having fun. That's all that's going to happen. And we went through some pretty traumatic stuff ourselves in our, the beginning of our relationship. He was in the psych ward for six weeks uh, with a bipolar man- manic breakdown. And that was how we started our relationship. So it was literally like blew up everything right from the very beginning, but we walked out of that whole situation hand in hand and, and, I walked through all of my reflection on abuse, he walked through all of his and we did it together and now we're inseparable. It's it's pretty awesome. So we got engaged a few months ago. Yeah,
1: awesome. That is so cool. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that story. And, and you know, and I hope that it continues. I just hope that it continues to flourish and that, you know, one of you doesn't have some kind of setback that just, you know, tips the thing. Mm-hmm. I I just think that you're, you know, stronger together. My husband and I have been married for 40 years and one of the things that we say all the time is that you know, we're a team. And I always, you know, demonstrated as we're lean to, right, we both lean yeah. on each other all the time, um for whatever, yeah. you know, like weaknesses or strengths we have at any given moment, you know, we're just always leaning, and we never fall. And I think that that's, yeah. you know, super powerful um for you. So yeah. congratulations on that. I love that. You. Um, okay, so Let's transfer into something else. I want to talk about what you do for social media. Um I downloaded your free gift that you have for my um for my uh listeners uh, called authentic content that converts. And you say here it's for healers, light workers, um that doesn't mean not working a lot. That isn't like I work lightly. <laughs> no. Light workers human- <laughs> spiritual leaders, right? Coaches, mentors who want to get paid for their gifts. Well, I'm a coach and a mentor, and I want to get paid for my gift, no matter what it is. So, you know, I love, I love that you, uh, you know, put this together and saying, you know, hey, look, you need to be authentic when you're out there doing um, content out in the world. And this is something that all of us need to hear, quite frankly, um, because have, you know, a dear friend of mine is the person who discovered the Kardashians. And every time he he uh, says that he apologizes. You know, I apologize for that. Um, and uh, but you know, I th- when I think of unauthentic, I think of that. I don't follow them. I've never watched anything. I would, I don't even know if I would recognize them on TV or anything. I mean, that's how much I don't really care. But what I, I do, <laughs> hear, what I do here is, you know, is that fake? Is that real? I mean, we could put this on on You know, Paris Hilton. We could do a lot of different things. But I've, unfortunately, that's what happens in social media is that, you know, as not an unknown people, we look up to these known celebrities and we try to emulate what they do instead yes. of, you know, there's a huge gap, a big gap yeah. in that because what they're doing is so not real and what we're doing is so real, but we can't find that happy medium of how do I be authentic and and uh, not fall into this kind of trap. So. Tell us a little bit about um, your, your system, because I know you've got, you know, six, I think it's six steps, right? Yeah. The six step framework yeah. of this on um, how do we become a truly authentic, but also be attracting people? It's one thing I can be authentic. I can get up and not have makeup on and be authentic, but is that going to make people come to us and bring business our way?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, it comes back to my story of where I've come from. I'm not afraid to share my story. And I think that's where most of us, especially as the intuitives, the healers, the spiritual leaders have a hard time sharing those vulnerable stories because what we see on social media especially with the Kardashians is just all the flash and all the hype right and we used to see this back in the day with the business world too where you know the rah 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 I made a million dollars last year here's my car here's my mansion yeah. and that got old real because come on now that's not what most of us really want Mm -hmm. in the long run right Mm -hmm. and so I as I was developing this and I've been in the social media space for over eight years now and I am in no stretch a social media expert (laughs) you will not see me dancing and pointing at things on TikTok and I have not figured out how to do reels or anything but there are six things (laughs) <laughs> there are six things that we need to be aware of. And the first one is being vulnerable. We need to be vulnerable in sharing who we are. That doesn't mean you have to put your whole life story on social media, but with all the noise and all the AI and all the, I don't know if you're a bot or a real human, when we speak our truth and we show up as ourselves, the p- potential clients out there go, oh, they're real. Mm-hmm. And they, they resonate the most with our stories. And so when you share parts of your life, I talk about being a cocaine addict all the time. I talk about my trauma all the time, because otherwise people just think, oh, let's put her up on this pedestal because she's got it all figured out. Trust she's me. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The second thing is consistency. I see this happen all the time where there's this big push for a promotion or something, and or somebody goes to an event and they're posting, 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 and then they burn out because they don't have systems in place and they'd go silent for a month. That's me. (laughs) That's yeah. me. my team will tell
1: me now, while you're there, you need to post, post. Right. And then I go, okay, 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 okay. Cause I'm actually a very private person. So I have a hard time doing this stuff and other people are always posting for me, but then they'll call and say, you better start posting. You better start posting. And, and so I go, I, I'm a flurry of it. And then I forget. And then they tell me again. Yeah. So I know I'm totally that person. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So having systems in place, I recommend that so long as you're consistent in posting, if you were to post three times a week, you would be better off than this big flurry and then nothing. Because what consistency does with your audience is it generates trust. Mm -hmm. If you're going to just show up for a month and then disappear for a month, how can I trust that you're going to show up for me? Yeah. When I'm looking for a coach, right? And yeah. so, consistency isn't about posting 15 times a day. And if you go to my profiles, I do post five or six times a day, but I'm ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but what my top recommendation is once a day, and it doesn't need to be big, long form content. It doesn't need to be complicated. Sometimes I just ask a one sentence question, it can be really mm-hmm. simple, but consistency is the key. So, minimum three times a week. 52 weeks a year, just do it, get it done. Okay,
1: so now here's my question as we finish up our time together, engagement. It's one thing too, and I hear this all the time and I've got some thoughts on this, but I want to know what your thoughts are. Yeah. Engagement, um, we we talk about engagement all the time. Engagement is not, I posted and I got a hundred likes. I posted and three people shared and I got a bunch of likes and kitty cats and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not engagement. Nope. In my eyes. So what do we do when we get, when we post something and we have all these responses, we have some comments, we have some sharing, we have some likes and whatever. Do we just look at it and go, yay, yay, yay? Or how (laughs) do we reply? How do we respond so that we can create some conversation?
2: I love this question because this is like my biggest thing that I stand for in social media. Social media is social. It means it's a relationship tool. And so we're not just posting for vanity metrics and oh my God, everyone loves me. It's post to build relationships and so have conversations with these people. I am actively in the DMs talking to people and asking questions and how can I help you? And here's a free thing and try this out. And so when I post a question and people comment below, I reply to every single response.
1: Even if it's
2: just, yeah correct order. so i will comment on the post and say check your dms and yeah. then i will go deep
1: so you're yeah. going to the dms because yeah 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 and that's, that's, the than a liking the reply or thanks or whatever yes. which we all do i mean there's days yeah. that you're just like i'm busy and i need to do but i love that you're doing that now the question then becomes um what do you say in those to get engagement because i will tell you and i'm i'm i know we're talking about social media which is facebook when i'm going yes. to when i'm going to linkedin as soon as i connect someone wants to connect with me and i go okay connect i get this one <laughs> dm that says I've been, I've been listening to your podcast. No, you just connected with me. Right. Or I've been, I, I went through your website and you're missing some things for SEO, blah, 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 yeah. Or You know, if you need more leads and, and I'm thinking, you know, this is malpractice because you haven't even diagnosed what I need. And I immediately yes. disconnect immediately. Yes. Go, nope, no longer. So what is it that you're saying that's engaging? Is it just waiting for the response for the comment and then and then saying, hey, I'm a coach and this is what I can do for you?
2: Oh, Oh, God, no, please don't do it.
1: Thank you. Good. I'm glad you're saying that. Give us a tip on what we should be saying.
2: Ask questions. So if you go to a live networking event or a live event, you don't walk up to a complete stranger and say, hi, I'm a coach. You should hire me. That's just not what you do. And Facebook is, or LinkedIn or any social media platform, it's the same. Ask questions. So I, I have a rule. Tell relate. me about yourself, right? So acknowledge, relate, ask. Okay. So acknowledge something that they've done. Maybe they asked a question on your post or you've looked at their profile. Acknowledge them. I see you. Mm-hmm. So, I will say something like, Oh my God, I love this about your profile, or I'll say something and I keep it related to business. I stay out of the small talk, but yeah. I say something like, Oh, I noticed that you requested my free guide on authentic content that converts. How are you doing? I love what you're doing about this healing industry. I see that you're struggling, or I'll relate to them in some way. So, relate to being the second one. Oh, I totally relate to that. I used to be the same way. I had this struggle, right? And then ask a
1: question,
2: ask an open-ended question. right? So I would ask something like, what do you find the biggest challenge on staying consistent in creating content? And then wait for the response. I'm not pushing anything. I'm not selling anything. I'm not saying you, I I don't want to just hire anybody. I don't want the the wrong clients to get on a call with me. Right. And so I need to make sure that I'm finding out who they are, too. So it's a two way conversation.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, I've never heard someone say that. And it's interesting. uh, And I'll tell you what I've what what part I'm talking about is that (laughs) I I use this it's different, but it's the same, but I use this analogy all the time. Whenever I have a three day, you know, virtual event, which by the way, I'm going to have one, but I'll say it at the end. Yeah. But I'm, but you know, I'm ha- when I have a three day virtual event, how many people come on and they're just, you know, with their, their blank, whatever, they don't even have pictures, right. They're just screens. Yeah. And I say all the time, like would you ever go to networking and register like outside the door, register and get your little name tag and thing, and then run inside and run into a closet and then go, <laughs> I'm over here. I have a question. Right? I mean you would never do that. Yeah. But that's exactly what it is. And and it's funny because I had a live event before um before COVID because I was already always doing this anyway. And um I had this live event and I had them put up a black curtain on the side of the yes. the thing. And everyone kept going, "What's that?" And I go, "I just want like half of you to go over behind the black curtain right now and just, you know, go ahead and stand over there." And so a bunch of people went And um, we counted off by one, two, three. So we kept the whatevers. And okay, so everybody who's a two, everybody go behind the black curtain. And then they got there and I didn't give them any more instruction. And it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. They were like, "Um, hey, um," they were peeking around (laughs) and raising their hands. And I just said, it's the funniest thing. So I love the story that you're saying about if you were at a networking event and you walked up to someone and they said, oh, I like your dress, you know, because you have a dress on and that's your post. I like your dress. And that you go, oh,
2: you You didn't like
1: it, you didn't (laughs) comment on it, you didn't relate to it, you didn't comment back to them, you just looked at them and walked away? Yeah. What's the point?
2: Yeah. 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 We're pretty funny when we get on social media. We treat it as if it's something else. (laughs) And it's not. It's social Media. It's social networking. <laughs> I love that you keep saying that. That's
0: so funny.
1: <laughs> You're going. It's social media. Yes, we know it is. Um, yeah. I really, you know, I really love your your attitude towards this. I think it's just hilarious that that mm-hmm. um, you know, that you have this this thought process behind it. And I mean, look, we we all have talked to people who do social media, but there's always just you've done something that is a differentiator in this podcast, mm-hmm. right? You've done something to yeah. differentiate yourself. Um, and, and to be authentic and real in the process as well. So, wow, thank you so much. Now, I know you've got a great gift and the gift is the authentic content that actually converts so that You can make money with your gifts and we'll have the link in the link in the show notes so that everyone can get a copy of that. And I've been using it and taking notes on it as we've been going through this process here. So for those of you that are watching and you see me shifting my eyes, that's because I'm taking notes, um, you know, just the way I am. And, um, and I really, really appreciate that. And if someone wants to work with you wants you to be their uh, coach, their guide in in uh, putting out their content. Tell us a little bit about what that looks like uh, for them. Are they paying you on a monthly basis? Do you set up a roadmap? Do you give them a calendar of ideas? How do you how do you tend to coach people?
2: Yeah, so I work in a lot of different ways because I think there's three things important to the online business space. Number one, you need to know who you are. So I teach self-mastery, and that's a 10-week course that we go through. Um, The second piece is self-expression. So that's where the content comes in. But it's more than that. It's learning how to have sales conversations and how to be comfortable and asking for the sale and expressing yourself through video and all those things. So I teach that as well. And then the third thing is sustainability in your business of having some systems because most of my clients hate systems because it feels too structured and they can't be intuitive. And so I liken it to an, a sandbox for your intuition to play in. You need to have some sort of foundation and four walls for you to bump up against. Otherwise, you're running naked down the beach. That's for your personal life, not for your business. Right. And so right. I help you set up those systems and those structures. And because I was a virtual assistant, I tell you what, I got standard operating procedures and checklists like you wouldn't believe. And you literally just check things off the list. It's really easy to follow.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and I mean that's powerful too. I mean, you know, I have a program called Leap, and part of that is systems, right? And you've got to have systems in place. And it's it's imperative. Otherwise you can't grow and scale, which is what I do, right? So I love that. So Cindy, leave us with, and, and by the way, I know you're doing a TV documentary about your life. Yes. <laughs> I know have you finished filming?
2: Yes filming is complete uh, it should be open. it should be available to, to the public by the spring so awesome. i know where it's going into everything we find in, it
1: it in the spring where is it going to be showing it's going to be showing on
2: um tigo tv
1: tigo tv it'll be on tigo yeah yeah t g o t v tigo tv yeah. it's a friend of ours her name is teresa goss and she goes yes. by tigo and um okay good so that's coming out what's the name of it so people can look it up yellow bird Yellow Bird. Why was it named Yellow Bird?
2: Um, well, I share a very intense story about my life and it leads to, you know, storytelling. What's the lesson in it? And it comes out the end as and we see the yellow bird as freedom, love, happiness, joy, bliss on the other side. So the the it's a symbolic symbolic gesture. Yeah, it's yeah. kind
1: of like a yellow roses piece. You know, it's a peace yeah. rose and stuff. Yeah, it's my favorite rose. So now everybody knows I love peanut butter love cookies and I love yellow roses. <laughs> so
0: everyone knows. <laughs>
1: And trees and food (laughs) and apparently trees and food. Well, I'm a vegetarian. So I like when I cook my food, I'm like, look at my food. It looks like your food and you could eat it. It's so good. Um, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Leave us with a quote or a mantra that would tie all of this up into a bow.
2: Mm. You deserve to have every single extraordinary experience that you want. And the only thing stopping you is you. So stop, stop it.
1: it. <laughs> Just simple and to the point. Absolutely. Yeah. Cindy, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And I I know that some everybody who listened got something from you. Everybody who listened. I love your mantra. I can't wait. We'll put that on the meme so that everybody can see it. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And I want to say thank you to you for listening today, for taking time out of your day. I know many of you uh, like to work out, like to ride bikes. I hear that all the time. You know, hey, I run and I listen to you. And I know some of you drive in your car and you're doing, I call it car college, right? Where you're learning um in in the car and everything so i i thank you for listening in i just ask you to pay this forward share this with someone else please share it with someone else so we can continue to grow our listenership it's so important and don't forget to click on the link below and subscribe to my youtube channel so you can see all the great content that we're putting out over time and again cindy thank you so much for being a guest on my show
2: my pleasure thank you
1: absolutely next time We'll see you on the next episode.
0: Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth, to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community